0: Their record is a uh, three, two, and one. <laughs> it's like a countdown.
1: So let's go. Yeah, let's go. Three, two, one, let's go.
0: <laughs> Come on in to the MJ Sports Pod season one, episode seven. We're here with you, Mike and Josh again. We have a special guest coming to join us on the show this week, uh, Josh. How has your week been? Life a little more peaceful in terms of illness in your home?
1: Yeah, definitely. Everybody's uh, kind of over the sickness now, so whatever was going through our house, so <laughs> been a little a little calmer here. A couple extra hours of sleep here and there now. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, no, Katrina and I were at a wedding on uh, on Saturday, and on my way to the wedding. Uh, I stopped at Tim's and uh, bought a drink, a coffee, and a donut. And then I was like, well, oh, they have the the Tim's hockey cards out right now, right? So they had them plastered on the plexi there. And I was like, oh, what the heck? So I bought a pack. And my trifecta of guys, okay, so I have Jack Eichel. <laughs> controversy, right? In a Vegas uniform, so that adds to it. Tavares in his Leafs uniform. He had controversy all over him. And then I have Brad Marchand, who is – if you're not a Bruins fan, you don't like Brad Marchand, generally, right? So, uh, quite the <laughs> quite the trifecta of guys that I got on my hockey cards. But uh
1: did, I guess did you get the a did you get a lottery ticket too? <laughs> no,
0: no, I should have I should have gone and bought one. Oh boy, no, did not do that. Um, and uh, but otherwise, you know, hockey's back, and it's fun that the games matter now. Um, as we record this. Uh, Tuesday night the Oilers are actually playing the Buffalo Sabres right now and uh, Vancouver I should say has furthered the NHL record they had a multi-goal lead tonight and they lost again that's the fourth game in a row they're 0-3-1 to start the season and they have had multi-goal leads in every game Um, so they blow it again they're up 2-0 they lose 4-3 in overtime but uh, we'll get to more of that stuff uh, shortly here but it's a crazy Tuesday night in the NHL Um, and it was weird that there was no games on Sunday like no games like my fantasy week ended yeah. on a Saturday. It was like, what the heck's going on around here? So, um, Whatever. We'll see. We'll go from here and uh, we'll see. But this week on the show, we want to break down some CFL as the playoffs near. We want to talk about hockey, obviously. We're going to be ranking some divisions, all of them actually, and uh, seeing where things are going to go, what we predict is going to happen, um, which probably means nothing. We're going to do our pick em. We're going to do our performers of the week. Uh, but Otherwise, we will take a break. We'll be right back to kick off Episode 7 of the MJ Sports Pod. Welcome back to the MJ Sports Pod Season 1, Episode 7. And we're pleased to welcome our second guest. We had uh, Nate on, our youngest brother Nate on a few episodes ago. And David's here with us today. David, how has your week been going?
2: Not too bad. Pretty Not good. Bad,
0: Pretty eh? good. <laughs> Can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, right on. Well, we want to break down CFL, David. Uh, you are a huge Stampeders fan. We have highlighted that on the podcast. We've also talked about your Eagles uh, being now 6-0 and as we record this a little bit too. Um, but mm-hmm. we don't really venture into that because my team's bad, so we kind of steer clear of the NFL right now. But
2: oh, we are convenient. here. <laughs>
0: We're here to talk about the CFL first. Um, last week, close games. So Montreal takes Ottawa 34-30. Hamilton takes Calgary 35-32. Toronto takes Edmonton. Edmonton has one more chance. One more chance. And it won't be with Cornelius to break that home streak because he's injured his spleen. There's an injury you do not hear every day. Uh, so... Toronto wins that one, 28-23. They are a win away of hope from hosting the East final. Uh, then Winnipeg, who's hosting the West final, loses forty to thirty-two. Caleros didn't play in that game. I feel we have to mention that because he's thirty-four and three or four as a starter for Winnipeg. That's, and I've watched it way too many times.
1: Cornelius injured.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's probably just done with the whole team. Uh, mad he signed a contract extension but David tell us what is going on in Calgary um, up and down year for them but we want to hear your analysis because you follow them way closer than we do
2: yeah it's been pretty good year mostly but now they would need to win these couple games to take over second place because they have to beat BC outright because uh, BC has a season series there so it's tough to see them come back and almost have that game in Hamilton and then defense just flopped on the last drive and they lost it.
0: It's
2: the way it goes, I guess.
0: It's kind of funny actually, because uh, (laughs) Saskatchewan has to win these next two games outright, I think as well. (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) as they play the uh, Calgary Stampeders. But um, yeah, it's, it was interesting. I watched that game and I watched Jake Mayer lead them down the field Um, with a minute left scores that touchdown. I think it was 107 left and I'm like, this is good, right, because I'm pulling for Calgary. I do it once every eight years, and so I'm pulling for them, and I'm like, you got this, you got this. And then out of nowhere, they score – Hamilton, that is, scores a touchdown with – what was it, 15 seconds left? Something like that. Yeah. And it was just like, whoa. They got a good return. It wasn't like it was just deep bomb after deep bomb, but, I mean, double coverage catches and everything. But, um, yeah, like, how do you think – like, Kerry, I think, will finish with the, as the leading rusher in the CFL this year, right? He's had a good year. Um, we have debated on this podcast the quarterbacking situation in Calgary. Uh, what is your thoughts on uh, Bo Levi Mitchell? Is he gone? If so, where do you think he goes? Josh has been stuck on Toronto for a while. I think Saskatchewan. I hope Saskatchewan, um, unless Fajardo. See, we were talking about him going to Saskatchewan, and I said, yeah, Fajardo's got a, change a lot of things. If he wants to change that narrative next game, he goes out and throws to 300 yards in Winnipeg. I'm like, okay. And then the defense was terrible. So what do you think on that? Uh, were you surprised to see the switch mid season? Uh, what is your thoughts there?
2: Um, I wasn't super surprised um, the way mayor played last year. Um, and how Bo played last year and the start of this year kind of was inevitable. Um, I think Mayer's the guy to go to now. Mm -hmm. I don't think last year when Mitchell was struggling, I figured, you know, like maybe by the end of the year he'll figure it out or whatever because that was right after COVID, but Mm -hmm. still hasn't really made any improvements. And I mean, he has been in the league for like 10 years or something like that, so. Well, that's, that's... Not still that young, like rookie QB that he was when he was first like starting and setting records and stuff, so. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you remember early on in Mitchell's career when he was the third string quarterback? I remember them bringing him, him in like one play before halftime just to heave these balls because they're like, he has the arm on the team. Because I think I think the season when I watched it, it was Kevin Glenn and Drew Tate. And then like all those names are like, that's how long he's been in the league. But Kevin Glenn, I mean, he's been around. <laughs>
1: Kevin Glenn, the QB, the QB destroyer everywhere he went. You <laughs> go as a backup and he'd start the season.
2: Oh yes. Uh, yeah. I remember that when Mitchell would, he they'd bring him out right before halftime. He'd throw like a 50 yard Hail Mary to Rodgers in the end zone and
0: like, <laughs> he had the highest QB rating of the game. Yeah, it was just uh just crazy. But you mentioned uh, you mentioned having to win those games outright against Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan obviously is going to be fighting for that. I remember when the schedule came out, I remember you and I talking about like, will those games just be backups playing? Like will playoffs be secured by then? And here they're like some of the most meaningful games of the season for both teams. Mm -hmm. Um, BC has Edmonton and Winnipeg to finish off and Caleros will play in that final game. Not, not the whole game, but he's going to play some. And in Winnipeg, I mean, I've been there. I've, I've watched Winnipeg lose at home. They're only home loss in the last number of years. Um, but otherwise that that fan base is just I don't even know the word to describe. They're on you all game. Um yeah, easy. Yeah. But um so like I mean that could happen. Uh the Lions obviously they can they still they hold the upper hand in a sense, then if Calgary has to win upright or outright.
2: No, in the,
0: the brain, uh, but um, but like it's it's going to be an interesting finish, and then Hamilton and Saskatchewan are tied for the crossover. Uh, we're trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, crazy stuff today. Yeah. As we record this, it is Tuesday. Um, Zach Claro signed a three year deal this morning, and I watched a good chunk of his interview. Um, and he, the whole time he's like, I hate doing these interviews, I hate this. It's like, wow. That's good because you're there for three more years, so you better get used to it. But um <laughs> We're
2: trying to copy Marshawn Lynch.
0: <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> doesn't have his Skittles with him. Um what do you think though? Of I'll ask both of you this of that deal. I mean, it's a three year deal. We don't see three year deals in the CFL. Her uh Malik Henry signed one in Calgary through to 20 through to the 25 season. Now, when I first heard of the Caleros deal, I'm like, very convenient. It, this He signs this days after the uh, Manitoba government pledged a $5 million pitch or bid to to host the Grey Cup in 24 or 25, right? So I'm like, very interesting how that timing comes down. Caleros claims it has nothing at all to do with that. Like, they asked him about it today. But what do you think of the deal? What do you think for Winnipeg, like – is it going to hurt them in the long run? Is he going to play the whole thing? I mean, we can just speculate here, but what do you guys think? There, David, maybe first, and then Josh, let me know.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I'm not. A, I don't know how I feel about it. It's kind of surprising to be three years, like because he's getting pretty old too. Like he started out in what Toronto, and he's been to Hamilton and Saskatchewan since, so he's had quite a career, also. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Three years. This is a long time as you guys were saying before, so I guess we'll see. But yeah, I think, think,
1: uh, I think, uh, as far as like how long he'll play into that, I could, I think, two out of the three. And then I think that third year, I don't know what happens with that. Maybe he's a backup by that point. Um, if he's even still in Winnipeg at that point, who knows? Um, but yeah, three years. Yeah, it is weird because yeah, like you were saying, you only usually see like one year extensions or maybe two years deals in the CFL, but uh just wait till uh Luther signs his 12-year max deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A lifetime services agreement. <laughs> um it's uh it's interesting, right? He's he's 30 uh 34. He just turned 34 in August, so he'll be 37 by the time that deal is done. Um how many concussions has he endured? I think three or four. Um, he's tore his ACL once. Like, his body's got to be... Like, I, I wonder... That's why I wonder if he plays the whole thing. It's not a matter of that he can go out there, but is his body going to let him go out there, right? It's not, it's not his willpower is what I'm saying. Um, I mean, as a rider fan living in Manitoba, that was, like, sad news for me today to hear that he's staying. Because, <laughs> like, I want mediocrity back in that stadium um but it's uh you know i've been in that stadium when they booed matt nichols off the field and then later on in the game they had this ad on the screen and it was uh it was matt nichols like telling everyone if you have drank today make sure you plan a safe ride home and as soon as his face came on you couldn't even hear the ad they were booing him so bad because he had thrown two pick sixes in the first half um then he got hurt then strebler was they're like our cup dreams are going down the drain and then uh Claros came over at the last second of the deadline and then uh, the rest is history. As they say, I actually saw a clip today uh, on Twitter as Rod Peterson, who used to be the writers play by play guy, just trashing that trade. He's like, Claros will do nothing for that team. This is that, this was like years ago, right. When it happened. And uh, so Winnipeg put that on their page <laughs> and they're like, tell us more or whatever it said. But I was like, Oh, that's a, uh, that's a pretty cool way to announce it. But, and Rod Peterson, What a gem. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that's kind of, kind of intriguing. Uh, what do you think happens here? Um, we can predict all day here. So Toronto plays Montreal this week that will decide the East final If Toronto wins. They host it. If Montreal wins, it's going to come down to the last week of the season, um, which consists of Montreal and Toronto playing again. So it's a home and home. um, the first game's in Montreal, the second game's in Toronto. What do you guys think? Who finishes first in the East this season?
2: Toronto. I was going to say I think Toronto will take it too.
0: Yeah. I I think Winnipeg or Winnipeg. I think Montreal wins one of those games, but I I think Toronto's going to win the win the division. They've just played more consistent all season. Bethel Thompson is is he second in passing in the CFL? He's pretty close to the top. Like no one's talked about him all year, and he's just having these 300-yard games week after week. And it's just, like, no one cares.
2: He's just doing his own thing.
0: (laughs) He is. (laughs) And and ever since Andrew Harris went down, no one talks about Toronto, but he's just having a career year over there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was talking to Nate, too, about Mitchell coming to Saskatchewan, and he's just, like, he says, oh, yeah, well, he's going to Toronto. I said, well, maybe we'll get Nick Beth. He's like, oh, he's going to retire after this season. But I don't think that's happening. Um, That guy has been, like, on the back burner for so many teams. Like are so many like Toronto teams. I mean, every year they're like, Franklin's going to start. He does terrible. Thompson takes over. Then they're like, Arbuckle's going to start. Does terrible. Thompson takes over. Like imagine back in the day when Toronto had Cleo Lemon. Oh man, he would (laughs) have taken over for Cleo Lemon in a heartbeat.
2: I just pulled up the stats here. Bethel Thompson's first for passing yards. Yeah. He's got 4,491 4, passing yards. And then Caleros is second with 4,115. And where are the touchdown passes at? Do you have those? Uh, Caleros is crushing him in that category. He's 30, 35, right? <laughs> 35, yeah. And then Nathan Rourke with 25. He's still second. He's only played <laughs> half the year. And then Bethel Thompson has 21.
0: Okay. And is, is, that's the other side of this whole BC thing. Because you're watching that closely, is Nathan Rourke is back practicing? Yeah, like they they thought he they thought he might play in playoffs, and it looks like he might actually play the season finale. I would not play him against Edmonton.
1: No, <laughs> you're. But the, if they're in the playoffs already, just wait till you play playoffs and then you play him. Yeah,
0: but I'm like the Winnipeg game. I they won't play him there. But like, how different would that game be if he was healthy and they were fighting for a spot? I think BC poses the greatest threat Calgary has held them and held them and held them. Like you watched it three times, David, I've watched the riders do it three times. One of them was not, was no contest. The other two were close for most of the game, but um, Winnipeg is not, not crushing everyone this year. That's the other thing that I wonder if like everyone's picking them to win the Grey cup. A couple of weeks ago, Toronto had greater Grey cup odds than Winnipeg, which I was like, what in the world Who is calculating that? Cause I don't think that's at all accurate. I wouldn't mind, but it's not accurate. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's what we got here. Um, I was going to ask who wins the West, but we are, that's already been decided. So that's there's no point in predicting that. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it's going to be a uh, interesting, uh, Interesting playoff run here. The next couple of weeks will tell us what we need to know, obviously, and then we'll be into the semis, then the final, and then the Great Cup in Regina. And
1: uh yeah, I'll be interested to see where it goes. If uh if Winnipeg three peats, do you think that team stays together for another year? Or do you think they start to kind of disband it a bit?
2: Yeah, no, I think they stay together. With this new deal that uh, Calero signed, do you think he's gonna they're gonna still have a good offensive line? Like when Riley was playing for BC and he got sacked like six times a game because they couldn't pay anyone to step in front of him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Riley wasn't playing for BC. Riley was BC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but there, there's something. The reason he said he signed a three-year deal is because now in the new CBA, there's, there's guaranteed money like what the NFL has. Like it's not – the numbers are not near what they do, but they do have guaranteed num- money. So he, in the third year of the deal, he has guaranteed money regardless of a playing or not that's why i wonder if he plays the whole thing um it's like durant when he signed for a signing bonus and then retired <laughs> and It was like it was just like the most rider thing to do to spurn that wow. team i love that and they were Didn't all mad you know, at darian durant and it's like well you never liked him before so
2: wasn't there a receiver for the stamps that went to saskatchewan did that yeah it the, and... the same thing <laughs>
0: Because everyone's like, we're going to build around Mo, Mo Price because we had a couple of young. uh Roosevelt was just coming up, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is gonna, he's going to add so much." It was like a month of training camp. It's like Riders or Mo Price has requested his release for retirement. Just like what? <laughs> nice, Classic. so and then everyone just like hated that guy after that. Like it's like we didn't like him in Calgary, and now we really don't like him, but. Yeah, I I wonder. I do think so because they're they're rumoring that Caleros could have taken a lot more money, and I think he could. When you have that record as a starter in the CFL for one team, like that's he could have demanded as much money as he wanted. But they rumor he left some on the table so that they could keep most of the team around. So
2: have they released how much
0: it is or no? I saw something about being around five hundred fifty thousand for one season, (laughs) but. I don't, I don't know how it all breaks down with the guaranteed stuff. Like the CBA is all new. Um, cause then they asked him, they said, why did you sign a one year deal last time? He's like, Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't like not committed to this team. I just, the CBA was in flux. I'm like, okay, sure. Is that no, but it's, uh, it's very interesting how that all works. So, but we'll see, we'll see the CFL is a fun game and, um, see what happens in the West and the East as they solidify spots. Um, our brother Nate is just loving that Hamilton might beat Saskatchewan out. And I'm just praying Ottawa comes up with a miracle two games because that would just be awesome. You magic. Oh, I. <laughs> I our buckle just leads the way. I hope so. Seven words. Well, <laughs> <laughs> heck, what if, what if Mazzoli came back just to win those two games against Hamilton? That would be the best thing ever. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but. We're going to take a break here. We'll come back on the other side of the break and we will start talking some NHL. David, do you want to stay around with us and uh, help us discuss some more other stuff? Sure. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back on the MJ Sports Pod. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 7 of the MJ Sports Pod. David is still with us, and we want to talk to some NHL. Um, all three of us are Oilers fans. David and I went to an Oilers game last year, and uh, Florida beat on them 6-0, and uh, got to boot the team off the ice with like like a loyal Oilers fan. And there's another guy in the bottom corner that threw a jersey on the ice, but we've since improved. David and I had the fortune, the good fortune of seeing Mikko Koskinen play like himself. And uh, so... We're back to it now. Uh, we have Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner in the pipes. Uh, as we record this Tuesday night, Stuart Skinner is having a pretty bad night. He had a good night against the Flames, and Buffalo is lighting him up right now. So um, we're back to Jack Campbell and Skinner, and goaltending is the topic in Eppinson uh, again. But what do you guys think of Jack Campbell? He's had a, a tumultuous start here, and it's hilarious to me. All the Leafs fans are like, I was getting texts from Leafs fan <laughs> that I know, It's like, oh, look at Jack Campbell terribly. It was like, yeah, six months ago, he was your guys' savior, uh, getting you to game seven at the first round where you lost again. So uh, (laughs) what do you guys think of Jack Campbell so far? I mean, we haven't seen tons of games, obviously, but uh, promise there?
1: What do you think? He's a stiv. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's only, what, we're three games into the season? (laughs) like. Everyone needs to calm down. <laughs> We're
0: three games into the season, and Skinner and uh, and Campbell have played the same amount. <laughs> Each played one and a half. Actually, Campbell, Skinner's played more. But, uh, but, yeah, people are just, like, losing their minds. They're like, the Leafs have only allowed this many goals in three games, and Campbell's allowed this in three and a half periods. It's like, yep, he did the same for you guys. So... Um, yeah. What do you think, David? What do you think of the Oilers in the first couple of games here? I mean, the Flames one was whatever, but Buffalo's beating on them right now, and Buffalo always gives the Oilers troubles. I don't know why that is, but uh, what are your thoughts <laughs> on the others so far?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've only watched the third period of that Flames game, and it looked like they are just chasing their tails. They never really had control of the puck that whole period, but I mean, I know that one period doesn't represent the whole season, Um. Well,
0: against the Flames, it does. No, I'm just kidding.
2: And then we play them, what, two more times or three more times?
0: Yeah, they're they're done playing them by Christmas. Or, like, I think December 27th is the last one. Like, you don't don't play them at all in the the playoff, like, stretch run there? I don't know.
1: It's a joke.
0: (laughs) So, David, obviously, he's on his way. Again, Dreisaitl's on his way. Um, Best two players on the planet. No one can tell us otherwise. Austin Matthews scored his first goal the other night, and they're like, oh, here he goes to 60. Yeah, okay. Just got to start start scoring pretty quick because they're pretty bad. They lost to Phoenix the other night. Sorry, Arizona. And then someone photoshopped Austin Matthews in a Coyotes jersey, and they said, it's just a matter of time. And I was like, yeah, that <laughs> that will be the day. But the Coyotes are rumored to push for him this offseason when his extension is due, so we'll see what happens. But
1: um, Why not, I've actually though, been – yep. have so much cap space (laughs) well this is it right um i've actually been
0: very impressed i as the season goes on this will become apparent on this podcast but i get so frustrated with darnell nurse playing and laying all over the place but and then when you find out he gets a raise of like four million dollars a season um i'm a little beside myself to actually think that
1: that's what he deserves but that raise also, I think, happened because of the Canadian division. Like, we had spoke, you and me talked about that a long time ago, Mike, but, like, they were playing against, like, Ottawa and stuff where, like, his numbers, like, were quite magnified as to what they would normally be playing against the rest of the league. And uh, that offseason, that's just what defensemen were going for. It seemed like in the free agent market and the re-signing market was, like, right around that $9 million. It was kind of weird, but, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I think he, I think he is overpaid by a, a little bit, but, um, like I would have been happier around a seven mil or so AAV, but like, it is what yeah. it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think too, uh, like he just looks a little better this year, and we lost Sam Marukov to oh, we traded him, I think, to St. Louis. But I mean, you got Nima Lyon, you got Broberg, you got Barry, kept Kulak, you got Ryan Murray. <laughs> Yakupov uh, draft worked out in our favor 10 years later and he has Stanley cup to prove it. So, Um, but yeah, what do you think, David? Like, do you think, I mean this, the expectations are sky high. You live in Edmonton. Um, All of us are from there, but the expectations are like through the roof that this team should win the cup this year. And it seems like every time someone says that they have these slow starts because they're predicted to win the cup four years ago and they just like fell out of the gate. Like the other horses are halfway down the track and they're like, Oh man, we have to go on our feet. And it's just like Darnell life. Nurse. Yeah, like Darnell Nurse. He led the way in that. So, <laughs> but what do you what do you think? Like, what's how is it crazy around the city there when you're out and about? Or,
2: um, I mean, there's I don't really hear stuff during the day, but if I like work downtown when there's a game on, then gets pretty crazy. So, yeah. It's, but I mean, it's also game time, and it's all the fans going down to Rogers, so you're definitely well, going to hear about it.
0: This is it, right? And I mean, I the one story. So David and I went to that game last year, and we get on the train, and paid. I guess
2: most people don't pay for the train in Edmonton, so well. Um, <laughs> That's something I learned shortly after. <laughs> I've in the LRT so many times,
0: <laughs> but anyways, so we get on there. And we see these guys at the back of the train. We have no idea where exactly we're getting off. We kind of know whereabouts. So David and I are like, well, let's just wait for those guys to get off. And then, so David went to ask them like, hey, where are you guys getting off? And they're like, oh, we saw you. We were going to wait till you get off. He's like, oh, that would have been a funny game. And then these two guys get on the train. And they're like, boys. Like They were just like totally extroverts. And they're talking to us about the game and how they got the free tickets. And they said – Where do you guys park? So we told them and they're like, did you, did you pay? And David's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, we didn't. Did you pay to get on this train? We're like, yep. Oh, we didn't. We're hoping our car is going to be back there, boys. Oh boy. And so we like, (laughs) we eventually get to somewhere. This lady tells us, get off at this station. So we get off at the station and we're standing there. Me and David in our Oilers jerseys, these people that were waiting for us and these two gentlemen. And all of a sudden then we're like, I don't know if we're in the right place. This train arrives, and it was just an orange wave came at us. We're like, oh, yeah, we're in the right place. And so we kept going. And then after the game, 6 nothing. everyone was just, like, so grumpy going out there. David and I got on the wrong train. We are going the wrong way. So we got off, got back on a different train. And we go to one more stop. And who walks on the train? Those two gentlemen. They're like, boys! And they're just, like, so excited (laughs) to see us. They're like, wasn't that awful? And they're just, like, so emphatic about this. But uh, I, I always love that, the culture around there. I remember 06 growing when we lived there as our family lived in Edmonton. I remember 06, that playoff run was just absolutely chaos in the city as it as it got deeper and deeper into the run. Um, but uh, but yeah, the others are going to be an interesting uh, treat. Um, one thing we want to touch on, David, before you go here, uh, we posted this question on our Instagram page multiple weeks ago and we're finally getting to it. Um, if you could change one moment in the history of sports, one moment in the history of sports, what would you change? Josh, you can chime in
1: on this too, and I'd be curious to see what you guys think. Mm-hmm. I I got what I was thinking about this today, and I I think just because of uh, hockey's going up, uh, first thing that popped into my head was uh, the '06 run for the Oilers or be the yeah. uh, injury to Rollison. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think if that wouldn't have happened, I honestly think the Oilers probably could have won the cup that year. Mm-hmm. That would probably be one that jumps to mind, like, first well, in my mind. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys were thinking Any that same one or something different. Yeah. Yeah, that was mine. I was
0: thinking, like, game, I I was thinking more so even just game seven. I mean, they lost. they lost three to one in game seven. Um, if you could flip that score, they're Stanley cup champions, right? Like it, they made it marking and carried them as best he could. But, uh, Rolison obviously was the guy that, uh, got them there. So, uh, I was going to say that too. My honorable mention, uh, would also be to whoever was the extra man on the field in the 13th man, Grey cup and take that guy off the field and win the Grey cup on a Duvall missed field goal rather than what, let him re-kick it and act like a hero. Um, but at the same time, I, that one's hard to say because I always loved Anthony Calvillo. But that would be my honorable mention. But the Oilers one was was the number one that I was thinking. But
2: I thought you were going to go at the 13th man. Yeah, I kind of went a different way. I think uh, if they would have put 14 guys, <laughs> <laughs> if you have too many men just for it. I actually heard about that game. Um, one of the players was like in an interview or something was saying that um, when he first missed the field goal, they started passing out all the championship hats. And then when they announced what the penalty was, they had to give them all back. <laughs> so like half the guys were already wearing wearing their Grey Cup champ stuff and they had to give it all back.
0: Well, it's funny. I saw I saw a clip where this guy in Africa was wearing a Ryder Champion uh, 2009 shirt. I was like, oh, that's where those go. <laughs> I yeah. legit
1: saw that. But, I was going to uh, say they took, they, they took them all back and shipped them off to, like, Mexico or something.
0: And these guys are just like, T-shirt! And, like, Canadians <laughs> are like, whoa, what? But, uh, yeah, what do you got, David? Do you got a moment that you can think of that, I mean, you've watched your stamps lose a few great Cups. So you could change those.
2: Um, yeah. I was thinking the one uh, – I can't remember who was carrying the ball, but the one against Toronto in the snow, and the guy fumbled it, like, inside the five. Toronto ran it back, and that's, like, what won them the Grey cup. Mm-hmm. It Jordan. Was four, late fourth quarter, so. Yeah. That was a tough one to watch. Yeah.
0: You know, I went to someone's house to watch that game here where I lived. I wasn't married at the time, so I had, like, a free evening, and they're like, yeah, come on over. So, I was like, okay. So, I went over there, and – uh I had put on my social media before I went there. I said, it's going to be like 24-18. Toronto's going to win this game. And they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Have you seen Calgary this year? I was like, yep. And after, after the game, <laughs> the guy asked me, he's like, how did you predict that? I'm like, well, <laughs> just my connection with the Lord. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was, Time travel. <laughs> yeah, time travel. I was already there. but uh, But no, that's well, – yeah, I mean, really that's right? – <laughs> <laughs> well, the other one, David, that I think of with Calgary is uh, – was it Buckley that went around the edge against Ottawa and ended up going to overtime? Like, if he, he scores that touchdown, the game's over.
2: Yeah, the guy like, so, just barely hit his foot enough to knock ab-
0: him over. Was it Abdul Kane? He just hit his heel, like double plus yeah. the heel. Man, I love that because I – well, you know I don't like Calgary and you don't like Saskatchewan, so they're not going to hide that here. But I remember watching that and I was – because I thought – Calgary's gonna win this thing. Ottawa's played a great game. Henry Burris had led the way, and then boom, it did not
2: end that way. So smiling Hank, smiling Hank. With that game, I was um, in Winnipeg that for like the week before, and I drove the whole way home from Winnipeg. It was like a twelve or thirteen hour drive, mm-hmm. and then I like got there just in time to watch that, and then they lost in overtime. Oh, <laughs> 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 well,
0: we should have kept driving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right on. Well that'll that'll wrap that up. I'd be curious to know. There's lots of other ones we can choose. Um, but uh I know Lease fans would just choose many round ones. But it's been a joy to have you on the pod, David. Um as we uh, said to Nate, all of our guests get hundred percent of the profits that we make from this podcast, which so far
2: has totaled zero. Um, oh, just just wait till you monetize and I'm loaded. <laughs> You didn't say from this episode alone. You just said from the podcast. True enough. True enough. a uh, agreement.
0: <laughs> oh boy! But it's been a joy. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of the break here uh, on the MG Sports Pod. Well, welcome back to the MJ Sports Pod. Mike and Josh with you. Uh, Josh, we're looking at the uh, divisions here. We said we would rank them. <laughs> and I hope we can keep our bias out because there's already games that have been played. So the rec- there's records there already. But we want to break down all four on this episode of the podcast. And uh, we're going to start with the Metro. I think the Metro is kind of the coolest name for the division. Back in the day when there was six divisions, there was like Northwest, Central, southwest southeast northeast atlantic like it was just like just regions (laughs) i like metropolitan is kind of cool but um i guess actually that's not true southwest it was a pacific division that's what it was it was all the california teams um and dallas and probably phoenix at the time now the arizona coyotes but anyways we will start at the Metro, Josh. We're going to rank these one to eight because every team now, because we have 32 teams, has every division I say has eight teams. Um, I think we'll rank them one to eight. Who do you have finishing first in that division this season? There's a lot of contenders there um, like the Atlantic, but in the Metro, who do you have finishing number one?
1: Uh, just looking at it and kind of basing it off of last year and – Trying to remember what teams did in the off season because we kinda only went through Canadian teams, but uh probably I'd say probably the Rangers win that division. hmm.
0: Yeah. That was my uh my thing too. Shasturkin is gonna carry them as far as they can go. Mm-hmm. Um but they have the power and they have the defense. I mean they lost a they lost a tough one the other night to the uh to the Jets uh hellebox stood on his head and made forty some saves, otherwise the jets don't win that game in my opinion, but um, that's their only loss of the season otherwise they've been and they've been winning games like by weird scores, like they beat mm-hmm. Anaheim tonight as we record this six to four like it's not like it's nail biter games, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of offense there they have they have the most goals for in the n h l right now at seventeen as we record this. Um, so it's not like offense is lacking there. So I, I also have put the Rangers at number one. Who do you have at number two? Uh, Pittsburgh. You're going to put Pittsburgh there? Yeah. Okay. This is where I'm going to differ from you. I think Carolina's going to climb the standings. They usually get hot somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to put Carolina at two. They have a good duo of goaltending as well. But Pittsburgh has the offensive firepower, right? So yeah. Just to, just to put it in perspective, so we're doing this. We should have done this before the season, but we never got to it because we're doing other things. But to put it in perspective, so um, Pittsburgh is 2-0-1, 14 goals for, seven against. Carolina's oh, wow. 2-0, one game less, six goals for, two against. So they're playing that defensive-minded. Rod Brendamore plays that style of hockey, right? So that's, mm-hmm. where, that's where they're at. Um, who do you have at number –
1: three uh three is where i slotted carolina in okay
0: okay i i i i'm wavering between pittsburgh and philly and i think i will put pittsburgh because uh, i think philadelphia is going to be an improved team this year under tortorello i don't think he's going to let what happened last year happen again yeah. um and so i'm gonna put pittsburgh at three so we've We've uh, swapped in there, and then I'm going to put Philadelphia at four.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm putting uh, Washington four.
0: Okay, okay. Okay, Philadelphia, Washington. And then who do you have at five?
1: Uh, five is where I put Philly, I think. Okay.
0: Okay, I'm going to put Washington there, so we've swapped again. And then six, so now we're left with the Islanders, the Devils, and the Blue Jackets, and where are you seeing there for number six?
1: Six, uh, I think I put Columbus there, I think, yeah. Okay.
0: Blue Jackets. You know, I'm going to put the Devils. I think they're going to find something this year, and just not yeah. <laughs> not be last.
1: <laughs> my, only, my only concern with the Devils is just the goaltending situation. Like, if Mackenzie Blackwood can be healthy. I think they got a good tandem there with him and Vanacek, but he's Mm -hmm. just had he just struggled with injuries and lots of stuff going on. So that's my worry worry there. (laughs) Yeah, and I think they're better with
0: Vanacek at number two than uh, the many people they've brought in to try and solidify that position when Blackwood's been hurt. Yeah, I agree. Like you say, when Blackwood's healthy, that team is very much uh, a force. But I just think they brought in the right number, the right right number, right guys. Everyone has the same number on on team, but they brought the right the right guys in to play. Um, and so I think that's where I'm going to put them as number six and and seven. I'm going to go seven Islanders, and I'm going to put Columbus at the back end, I guess. But I think the Islanders just have a little bit more. I don't think Columbus like Columbus put all their all their money into Goudreau, and I don't know that that's going to translate into a big playoff push. Like, these these last three teams we're talking about, I don't necessarily think they're all playoff bound, but, um, yeah, I think I'm going to put Islanders at seven, which would leave Columbus for me at number eight. Who do you have at seven out uh, of the Devils and Islanders?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to do Devils, seven, Islanders, eight. Okay. I think, just like, the Islanders didn't do anything.
0: No. <laughs> No, they've just signed Barzell. I listened to the Ray and Drags podcast, and they were just talking about that Barzell deal, and they're just, like, amazed. Like, Drager said, like, how did they get, you know, Wiley, Lulu, Almorello to that deal? Like, I I just – is what it is. But I don't know what they're trying to do over there. They haven't changed the team for a couple years. Uh, But, you know, in a few years, Tavares will be a free agent, and we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Maybe I'll sign a one-day deal and retire there someday. Oh, boy. So here's what we got for you, Josh, in the Metro. You have the Rangers, Penguins, Hurricanes, Capitals, Flyers, Jackets, Devils, Islanders, and then I have the Rangers, Hurricanes, Penguins, uh, Flyers, Capitals, Devils, Islanders, Blue Jackets. Uh, I would love – personally, I would love to see – the Devils make the playoffs because they're going to be a fun team to watch, right? Like they're, they're loose cannon or whatever. Um, But as we record this, they've yet to win and uh, we'll see where they go. But Columbus, I just, I don't know. Where's Lincoln's Mm -hmm. also, he hasn't like, he hasn't been healthy right off the get go. As far as I understand from reading things and fantasy updates and things, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, then we move to the uh, Atlantic Division, which is usually one of the most interesting reads, probably because Toronto and Tampa Bay and Boston are in there, and those are three three tough teams. Mm-hmm. But uh, who do you have finishing number one in the Atlantic this year? Tampa. <laughs> yeah. As we record this, they're in seventh place, but they're two points back a third because <laughs> <it's barely> started. <laughs> but I... I put Tampa Bay as well. Um, you just can't bet against them, right? They're going to hit some sort of stride, string like <laughs> eight wins in a row, and then they'll be at the top there and hold on, I think. I I really think that's what's going to happen there.
1: Yeah, and like uh, um, as far as like Islanders didn't do anything, Tampa didn't either, but I mean, they also have been to the Stanley Cup final three years in a row, so I mean, it's not like they yeah. have to add a whole bunch. Like, if they can just keep that group together you know what they can accomplish so (laughs) yeah yeah and they have vasilevsky so
0: well that's that's it right they have the best goalie in the nhl in my opinion is vasilevsky um that could be up for debate because he doesn't like he steals playoff games for them but it's they have enough offensive power he doesn't have to be a star every night like i I also think UC Saros in the in Nashville is one of the best in the NHL too but he also he has to steal games for them to in in order to win right so mm-hmm. uh kind of goes both ways so but yeah I'm I'm in agreement there Tampa's going to be number 1 in my opinion to finish that division who do you have at number
1: 2 Oh man this is kind of where I'm struggling to be honest like I want to mm-hmm. say Toronto but like now that Matt Murray's out <laughs> like yeah uh, it's hard to say. like. I don't know. I think. I think Florida's taken a step back. Boston's got lots of injuries. I think I'll stick. With, maybe stick with Florida. Okay.
0: You say Florida. I. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've wavered on Boston too because Boston's just one of those teams that, even if they are injured, I even mean, if they're not, they have these moments where they, they just. Like, yeah, we're still here, just so you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm going to put Boston at number two. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Swayman and Allmark, that tandem, worked very well last year, and I think it'll do the same this year. Mm-hmm. Um, And they got their guys, right? Like, these, like you said, there's, there's injuries, of course, but they haven't, like, Bergeron came back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they haven't really changed the team.
1: Yeah. There's
0: there's gonna come a day in the next few years when this team rebuilds and those fans will just be frustrated, but it is not this year, I don't think. Uh, no. <laughs> so who do you have at number three then? You have Tampa Bay and Florida, so you got the Florida teams out of the way. Who would be number three on your list?
1: I think I'd throw Toronto there at three then. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I also am gonna to put Toronto. Um I don't think they win the division. Obviously, because I said Tampa would, but I like Toronto's gonna make the playoffs, so I, I want to have them up there. Um, but man, like tonight, Colgren played against the uh Coyotes and they and they lost. Can Samsonov had that? And Murray's out a while, like it's not like he's out four games or anything, but um, can they have that uh continuity with their play? You know what I mean? Um, to keep mm-hmm. keep propelling forward. So I'm gonna say Toronto at number three. Uh then I'm going to put Florida at number 4. Um I think they get a wild card spot but I don't I don't think they're going to be the president's trophy team we saw last year at all. Um no. You lo- you lose Uyghur and Huberdo. And what's his name? He came in that No, I'm just kidding, that was the prospect. Yeah. But uh <laughs> like I think I think they've just lost too much of their key pieces to be that team again. Yeah, um that's pl- playoffs I think. Yes. I think Bobrovsky and Knight can do it together. I I don't have tons of faith in Bobrovsky anymore, but Spencer Knight is up and coming, and I think they can do it, uh, make the playoffs, that is. So I'm going to put them at number four. Who do you have at number four then? You have Tampa, Florida, Toronto, and then who? Uh,
1: then Boston. Okay. All right. So we
0: have the same four teams for the top four. Um, who do you start the bottom half with? Of, of So who's left is Detroit, Montreal, Buffalo, and Ottawa. Who's number five for you? Uh,
1: Detroit. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, that's who I had written down here too. I think Detroit, I think this might be the year. I don't know if they make the playoffs, but they're definitely going to fight. It's not going to be the same yeah. Red Wings <laughs> team we've seen years past. So,
1: Yeah, no, um, I agree. <laughs>
0: and, and I think they found a gem in Billy Huso there with their goaltending with Nedeljkovic and him. I think oh, there's yeah, going to be sure. some some good stuff there. So uh yeah, Detroit number 5. Uh so now we're getting down to the uh the nitty-gritty. Um who do you have Montreal, Buffalo, Ottawa, who's number 6 for
1: you? Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah, that's who I put too. I think we'll probably have pretty similar bottom four here.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then who's coming after that So us buffalo or montreal that'll tell us your seven and your eight i guess
1: uh, i'm gonna go montreal then buffalo okay okay i think montreal just they did add like a little bit this year and they got their some of their prospects coming up now so i don't know i just think i think they're a little bit further along in their process like i know they finished last Last season, but I think they're a bit further along in their process than Bo- Buffalo is at this moment.
0: Yeah, yeah i I was wavering to put Buffalo above Montreal, but i I agree with you. I think there's they're finding a way. Um, mm. Like tonight, Montembeau led them to victory. Like Alan was away. His his uh, his wife is giving birth to one of their children, so he's away for that. So it's not like he's injured, but. Um, first couple of games, he they've looked pretty good, right? So I am going to put Montreal there, and then Buffalo too. Buffalo, I think, is going to be a fun team to watch, just like the Devils. I don't think they're making the playoffs, but uh, they're they're building something there. And I think Granado, the coach, is uh, rolling in the right direction with that team. Like he's all about work ethic. He, he reminds me a lot of Woodcroft, like some of that philosophy, you know. Sure, sure. Um, but I think so, yeah, and I think. Tonight, Montreal beat. Like I said, Montembeau led them to victory. They won in overtime, and Kirby Doc got his first as a as a uh, Canadian. So does that spark him and start him? Monahan? It has just collecting points there. Monahan was the guy. That everyone's like, "Oh, why did Montreal get him?" And here he's like already got like four points or five points, I think. So <laughs> it's never too bad. No, <laughs> But uh, but yeah. So yeah, I'll but- just run th- run through this quickly. Uh, for for you, you have Tampa, Florida. Toronto Boston Detroit Ottawa Montreal Buffalo and then I have Tampa Boston Toronto Florida Detroit Ottawa Montreal Buffalo same bottom four different top four um any any final notes Josh on the east
1: Uh, I was just gonna say like I think it's in a few years here we're gonna see uh like uh teams like Buffalo and LA climb like it's kind of hard to think of Buffalo being near the top but I think like just the way they've gone about like with the Eichel trade even and like I just think mm-hmm. uh like I just think in two or three years you're going to see teams like Buffalo and LA and Montreal and like these teams start to climb it, uh, ahead of all, some of these other teams and like Ottawa and stuff I can see all these teams starting to like two or three years from now like we're going to be talking like they're going to be top of division teams just cuz they're kind of going like they they're all teams that have kind of done a rebuild in the right way like I know Montreal's like they're just kind of a weird team because they were like Stanley Cup Finals, the worst team and like, kind of all over the place. But I think they kind of revamped their whole front office and their kind of philosophy towards, like, getting this team back to where it needs to be. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of just final words on that, I think. And, like, Buffalo and stuff. I just think, like, lots of these teams got good prospects, these rebuilding teams. And I think in a few years we're going to see a lot of this stuff shuffle around.
0: Yeah, and I think with Buffalo it's, it's kind of fun. I... Like I said, I was listening to Rain Drags the other day and they had Alex Tuck on there for one of their episodes. And I mean, they're like, he's from Buffalo, right? So when Vegas traded him, it was like sweet deal. And so he basically went home. And uh he's excited because he's like, I get to play more minutes there. Which is like, well yeah, because it's <laughs> Buffalo. But they asked him like who is your team growing up? Like your your sabers, right? Like and he said, Oh man, he said like the 06 era. Like the Oilers, Oilers almost played the Sabres for the Stanley Cup final. Like you just think about that with where these teams have been the last decade. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, he said, like they had Chris Drury, Danny Briere, Ryan Miller was in net, like like uh, Afandiganoff. Like there was all these guys on that team. That team was stacked. Um, and he's and they just couldn't punch it over, right? Like they just couldn't push the line. They lost to the Hurricanes, and the rest is history. But I just think like. Buffalo fans have seen the best and the worst, quite literally, of that franchise. Mm-hmm. And for their sake, because of what the Oilers have been through, I can sympathize a little bit. I, I do hope they figure it out here. And I think they are. I think they're on the right track. Um, mm-hmm. I think they had a cry for help there when they signed Taylor Hall and Eakin and all those guys in a mad dash. Stahl was there. Eric Stahl was there. Um, and they're just like, let's just go quick. And they signed Anderson. And like it was just like, whoa, what are you doing? And then all those guys have since left. Except Anderson, Mm because he doesn't age. And, (laughs) but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, and so now they're trying to build it from the inside out. I think the Eichel deal was what needed to happen. Um, And I mean, Eichel, you know, he trashed them when he left. Like, who's the loudest I've heard this building. It's like, oh, it's probably because you're not there anymore. And Mm -hmm. he kind of got full of himself. And it's like, well, you can't be in Buffalo, right? Like,
1: yeah. I remember that. So, but it's interesting. Yeah. I, I just like, saying Ryan Miller's name again in Buffalo, it's crazy how, like, his career is crazy, because, like, he was so good, and then after those Olympics, like, he just fell off a cliff. It's Mm -hmm. just, like, bounced around to a couple different teams and just, like, never regained it. Like, when he was in Buffalo, he was was so good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, like, he went to Vancouver, which was a weird deal remember Vancouver signed. we were all excited. Mm. It was like, okay. Um, well, first he was in St. Louis, right? He went to St. Louis first. And mm. the trade was for Halak, I think, too. Or did it go the other? Yeah, I think Halak went to Buffalo in that trade. Um, it was an interesting trade, nonetheless. And then uh, and then he went to Vancouver. And I don't remember who, if he stopped somewhere else, but he did finish in Anaheim backing up Gibson, which was, was good. Like, he was perfect as a backup like you play every five games he was good but he was mm. yeah his, his starting caliber did go down after those olympics i would agree with you um but he finished his career on his note on his terms uh one of my favorite ryan miller moments was was it Lucic that charged him uh when he was in buffalo oh, yeah, i think Lucic. and he swung that goal stick so yeah. hard the it's mask true. went flying and uh, he's just like, oh, the like, cutless play, cutless play, and Lucic's like, I was just trying to get the puck. Like, that's what Lucic always <laughs> says, but it's like, oh, okay, yeah. But uh, that was one of my favorite Ryan Miller moments. I also remember watching Ryan Miller uh, as a Sabre on Hockey Night in Canada. The Oilers were playing one night, and so I was like, oh, watch this Bo- Buffalo-Toronto game, and that was when Buffalo had this good team, um, and they were just starting to wear the Buffalo Slug uh, <laughs> jerseys, so it was like, oh, They're okay, but they look terrible. Um, But I remember Ryan Miller was in net and the Leafs went up five, nothing in the first and they pulled him. They put Biron back in or in for the first time. And then the second period, I remember they, they're like, Miller's going to start again, the second period. I'm like, huh? And wouldn't you know it? I think he let him one goal the rest of the way. And they almost actually came back to win the game. But I remember the commentators like, this is good. Let him refocus. Like, because he was shelled, I think it was ten minutes into the period, five nothing, and wow. uh, and I remember Biron came in. I was like, oh wow, Marty gets the a work night, and then all of a sudden, nope, Marty played like eleven minutes, I think. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> they're like, no, we can't trust him. Miller's back in, and uh, they they did lose the game. But I, I that's just one of my fond memories. It was like the guy was going to keep competing to the end, and he was one of the greatest American. Goalies of all time, right? So Mm -hmm. um, we'll never. I don't think we're gonna see numbers like we used to because you play tandems now. You don't play. Kippersov one year played seventy games for the Flames, right? Like it's you
1: don't Mm -hmm. see that anymore. No. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's another story. Is Mika Kippersov? He got traded from the Sharks for a like third round pick, I think. Like, yeah, you you take him, (laughs) and that year he leads them to the Cup final, and he's like, oh, and beats San Jose in the conference finals, nonetheless. So anyways, it's just fun stories, but well, Josh, let's take a break. Uh, On the other side of the break, we'll break down the West and we'll talk about the central and the Pacific. And uh, yeah, if you're not an Oilers fan, mute your, no, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't stay tuned, stay tuned. (laughs) And uh, we'll be right back after the break on the MJ sports pod. Welcome back to the MJ Sports Pod Season 1, Episode 7. And, uh, Josh, before we get to the West Divisions, the Central and the Pacific, to rank them, um, there's a lot of news making headlines in the NHL. I mean, Matt Murray's now sidelined for a while. That's a whole Toronto thing going on there. A lot of the good teams are underperforming, teams that were expected to do well. I should say, like, Tampa Bay, as we record this right now, is last in their division Everyone's three games in, like no one's throwing panic, but it's just kind of intriguing to me. Uh, but mm. next episode, episode eight, we are going to take some time and really dive into NHL headlines because we'll be done ranking the divisions. Um, and we're also going to rank going to do our predictions for Art Ross, Maurice Richard, all those trophies um, that people strive for. Um, not if you're McDavid, though. He wants the team trophies, he says. So um, we will do that next time but we want to get back to these divisions. So we've ranked the Metro and the Atlantic already. Uh, the central Josh, give me your number one in that team. And that, that division I think is the stronger of the two Western divisions, but it's going to be a interesting dogfight this year. Yeah, so who, who do you have there?
1: Yeah, I would agree. Central's one of the better divisions, uh, definitely best in the West for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: First place is kind of a no-brainer, I think, with Colorado.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's who I have in there, too. Yeah, I think the Avalanche are going to... uh, They're going to be good, right? So, um, they didn't really change the team a whole lot. Like, little tweaks here and there. I mean, Kadri left. That's kind of their biggest departure. Um, And Kemper, I guess, left. Mm. But that was kind of expected at the end of the year. So... um, yeah, and then who do you have as number two in that division?
1: Yeah, and just a quick side note on Colorado. I saw today, too, that uh, I know we're touching on headlines next week, but I saw Landis Coggs out for a while now, too. He's got knee surgery. so mm-hmm. He's going to be missing for a little while, too. And there's just lots of, like, I've noticed today there's a few names that were popping up that we'll kind of touch on next week, but of uh, guys that are going to kind of be hitting the LTIR already, which is kind of unfortunate, but... uh yeah. that division, second, it's kind of hard. I feel like there's Colorado and then there's like a definite bottom two and then these middle ones. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, maybe I Nashville maybe. I think maybe I'd throw number two.
0: Yeah, that's actually who I had written before you said that. So Colorado, Nashville. Um, Number three, I'm going to put Dallas there because I think as we record this, they haven't lost yet. Like I said, most teams are only a couple of games in, but, um, and we should have done this before the season, (laughs) but I mean, (laughs) I'm, I'm going to put Dallas there because Dallas is one of those teams that just seems to do okay every year. Like they get by, they're not, they don't have any real studs, you know, like we've talked on this podcast about Ben and Sagan what's going on there. I mean, they lost a defenseman to, uh, to Anaheim and all this is going on. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Dallas at number three. Who would you put at number three in that division?
1: Honestly, I'm leaning a bit. I was thinking about Dallas, but I think I might throw Minnesota there. Okay, they're another team that's kind of intriguing on that. Kind of like I said, mm-hmm. there's just that middle group. It's kind of hard to
0: <laughs> rank. Well, exactly right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'll put Minnesota there for you. Uh, who would you put fourth behind Minnesota?
1: I'd throw Dallas in there. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm going to put Minnesota there where you – so basically we just flop that. Uh, So we have Colorado, Nashville, Dallas, Minnesota on my side, Colorado, Nashville, Minnesota, Dallas on your side. Number five, who do you have
1: there? Uh, St. Louis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: who I put there too. What about number six? Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think we're <laughs> going to go the same direction here now to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me your give me your last two here in, in the order you want them.
1: I think Arizona, then Chicago.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards, too. In the long run, I think that's going to be the
1: case. Yeah, because, I mean, Chicago could still be decent, but Kane is gone. At the deadline, by the deadline for sure, and yeah. possibly Taves as well, mm-hmm. and that kind of leaves you with Seth Jones, Peter Mrazek, and then who knows? Caleb really Jones, know <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Jones, <laughs> and yeah, then, uh, no,
0: for real though. George, George <laughs> oh yeah, let's not forget about him and Kevin. No, Kevin Lankinen's gone. Who's in goal there? It's uh, Mrazek. So Mrazek is starting eh Oh boy. Yeah, there's there's issues in that organization. That's obviously not a surprise to anyone.
1: I mean Arizona's bad, but I think they have a few more pieces <laughs> than Chicago I, at this point, anyways, and long term towards the end of the year or two.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. So I'll recap this uh for you, Josh. You have Colorado, Nashville, Minnesota, Dallas, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Arizona, Blackhawks in Chicago, and then so then mine is the same except the flip in the middle. I have Colorado, Nashville, Dallas, Minnesota, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Arizona, then Chicago. Chicago has a very, very good chance of landing Bedard. Like and that's not even a it's not a surprise to anyone in this league, right? Like everyone kind of expects that. Buffalo might give them a run for their money. But at the same time, I think Buffalo is way better than Chicago, right? Like,
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, they're further along. Like, you watch when they're playing the Oilers there. We kind of recorded some of this the night they were playing the Oilers and some of it after. All the young guys that you heard about for years are playing together now, right? Like, so it's mm-hmm. Alex Tuck. I think he's – is he in his early 20s, mid-20s? He's, like, one of the oldest guys on the team.
1: Yeah, I think – uh I don't know for sure. Let me just Google it. I want to say like twenty six, twenty seven, uh, something like that. Twenty six,
0: yeah. And he's one of the oldest on the team. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's kind of where, where that's where that's going. But, um, yeah, Central is going to be interesting. I I don't think Colorado loses that title. Like right now, we have the Rangers. The Lightning and Avalanche as division winners, and kick off the Pacific. Who do you have winning the division?
1: Uh, I think Calgary, to be honest. Yeah, it hurts to
0: say that, but that's what I said. I put Calgary Edmonton as one two. Would you put Edmonton number two?
1: Uh, I put them out for no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is current day, Josh. We could put them a little bit higher if we want. <laughs> yeah, like I think Alberta teams finish one two. I don't. The only reason, and I know we've said it and said it and said it is goaltending. I don't know. I think Markstrom and Vladar, or Vladar, I've heard it pronounced both ways, um, outlast (laughs) Campbell and Skinner in Mm -hmm. terms of their goaltending. Um, But for whatever reason, the Oilers can solve uh, Markstrom. But interesting point, right? Uh, So Vladar comes in and starts against the Oilers there on Saturday. Markstrom was a healthy scratch. He was on the bench as backup. And good old Daryl Sutter comes out there and he says, no, this was planned. We're giving him one start a week. And it's mm. like, very interesting. Very interesting. Like, why not tomorrow's game? You know what I mean? like, Or why not last? You know what I mean? But it was that game. Yeah. <laughs> Vladar stood tall. The Oilers went down 4-1 halfway through the first. So it wasn't really, they were fighting all game. He didn't have to be perfect. But mm. uh, he was good. And then Comrie stonewalled the Oilers last night, at 46 saves or something like it was just. And I see people ripping Comrie on on Twitter like, "Wow, the Oilers are terrible." I'm like, "Dude, stood on his head and stole a game." You remember when Ben Scrivens had a 59 save shutout for the Oilers? Yep. <laughs> like there's there's moments that happen like that. So, anyways, Colorado, Calgary. Edmonton. It was against uh,
1: it was against Bay, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, against the Sharks. Yeah, so it, we have Calgary, Edmonton, one two. Both of us have that. Who is your number three in that division in that wildly weaker Pacific division?
1: Honestly, I think I'm going to have to go with L.A.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's actually who I had written down as well. I think L.A. is going to surprise some people this year. I don't, yeah, I don't think I they're agree. the pushover team that people have grown accustomed to seeing the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: Um, they got like Jersey and some of those young guys have all of a sudden come up and proven themselves, I think ahead of schedule. I mean, Byfield's in that system too. Like it's, it's not going to be, a, and they got Lemieux there, uh, Brandon mm-hmm. Lemieux, which was a, was a pain and uh, Cassian side in the playoffs. Um, okay. Calgary, Edmonton, LA, who is your number four?
1: Uh number four, I think, uh, even though they have started off very poorly, I think I'm gonna go with uh Vancouver.
0: Okay, okay. Okay, I'm actually gonna go with uh the Vegas Golden Knights. I think middle of the pack is kind of where they'll be because Logan Thompson I think is gonna be okay for them with Aiden Hill. They're not gonna be what they could be. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna put them at number four. And so you have Vancouver there. And then who do you put number five?
1: Uh, That's where I'm slotting Vegas in at five. Okay. I'm going to
0: put Vancouver there at number five. I think, I mean, like we've joked about on this podcast, this episode, like four losses and each one of those games they've had multi-goal leads, right? So it's been kind of a weird start for them.
1: Hmm.
0: But and boudreaux has been sitting on 699 career wins as a coach for. Well, how long was their summer? I guess very long. So it's kind of humorous <laughs> that it's like, oh, they're finally playing, but nope. But they haven't. They also haven't uh, gotten home yet, and I think they they play very well at home. Hmm. So I think yeah. I don't like. I don't think they're going to finish seventh, or eighth in this division. But um, so who do you have then at number six after Vegas? Uh. Anaheim. Okay. I have also put Anaheim at six. Um that team's up and coming. If Gibson can stay healthy, they might actually surprise people as well, but that's a big deal. Stolars is their backup, so <laughs> I and that's no disrespect to him, but I don't see that being a huge asset. Yeah. Um for this division. But um all right, you put
1: in Seattle or San Jose as seven? Uh, I'm going to go with San Jose, then Seattle.
0: Okay. That's San my Jose, bottom two there. Seattle. Um, I'm, I'm flipping flopping here because I, I think I'm going to actually go out on a limb and say Seattle finishes above San Jose, and that might sound crazy, but the reason I put that there is – I don't know, and I've heard this on podcasts. What is San Jose's identity now? You know what I mean? Like, besides probably some of the nicest jerseys in the NHL this season, what is their true identity? Like they have the goaltending of Reimer and Kakkenan. They have like Timo Meyer, Couture, Carlson, like this hodgepodge of veterans that they brought in many year many years ago, right? Uh mm-hmm. some through their, some through trade, some through signing, some through their own system. Um, and the big guns have left Thornton and Marlowe. Those days are gone. Burns is gone to Carolina. Like some of that. So I <laughs>
1: <Choo-choo's again>. gone. <laughs>
0: yeah. The Chichu train derailed many, many <laughs> moons ago. Um, but it is, it's kind of like, what are, what's their goal here? Um, as we record this, this is why we should have done it before the season, but they're Oh, and five, but I don't, don't foresee that being like, it's not like they're going to only win 10 games. They're going to win games. Mm -hmm. but I think Seattle added a few pieces more. San Jose didn't do tons in the off season. So for that reason, I'm going to put San Jose to finish last in the Pacific. And it brings me great joy to put them there Uh, as an Oilers fan. But, um, but I also, for the fact of Seattle hockey, I think, and it sounds like I'm betting with my heart here, but I'm not. um, Seattle hockey, I think deserves a good season after last year. Like last year we knew it was going to be rough. Um because Francis decided to to build slowly with cap space rather than throw the best guy on each team on his on his roster. So um yeah, I think that's how it's gonna go. So the rundown right now is for you, Josh, Calgary, Edmonton, LA, Vancouver, Vegas, Anaheim, San Jose, Seattle, and then I got Calgary Edmonton, LA, Vegas, Vancouver, Anaheim, Seattle, San Jose. So we kinda that's probably the division where we've differed the most, uh, with the exception of maybe the uh the metro but mm-hmm. um yeah so that's kind of our predictions here we'll I'll keep the sheet off to the side right now we have the division champs being the rangers the lightning the avalanche and as I barf the flames so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see uh one more thing before we go to break here um we're recording this portion Wednesday night we've kind of recorded it all over the place this week but and then put it put it together but this Wednesday night Uh, The reverse retros are supposedly coming out tomorrow. They've teased them all. A few of them have leaked. It's whatever. There's a lot of concepts out there, but tomorrow they officially come out and I'm excited to see what some of them are. We already know four of them for sure. Nashville, Vancouver, Edmonton, Columbus. Those are the four that have been leaked and confirmed. There's a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Guesses, I guess. Estimates of what, what they'll look like, but, uh, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes, but uh, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back here on the MJ Sports Pod. Welcome back to the MJ Sports Pod Season 1, Episode 7. And uh, Josh, to close off the show, as we have done every show, uh, we're going to do a little NFL pick And I think next week, we'll start next on episode eight, we'll start doing some NHL pick them on the side too. We'll just pick a few games a week um, and see. But for this week, we'll sure. do just just do the NFL again. The tally after five weeks – is it five weeks or six weeks now? Six weeks maybe? Yeah, six I weeks. Six. Going, in, yeah, going into week seven. Going into seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so going into seven, you were at 14 wins, 10 losses. And I'm at 15 wins and nine losses. I have come back to – take the lead somehow <laughs> but i had a good week <laughs> this week so
1: yeah i'm gonna say i think I only won one of our pick comes this week <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh i was i went four
0: and oh this week so that helped me but um well i'll read the matchups like we've done and you let me know uh what you're what you're thinking here for week seven let me just get a pen here write this down uh so thursday nighter is the saints in arizona who are you taking there
1: Oh, uh, I'll go Saints.
0: See, I I'll put you for Nola. I I'm actually gonna go Arizona because I'm starting to lose faith in my team. I'll always cheer for them.
1: <laughs>
0: but when it comes to beating you and Pick'em, I think I need to do that today. Um <laughs> and who do you have uh, Seattle at the Chargers is the one of the afternoon games.
1: Uh Chargers again, I think.
0: Okay. LAC. I'm gonna go Seattle. I think they can do it. I've actually been quite impressed with Seattle a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Uh then the game that is the Sunday nighter, and it's gonna be a weird one. Uh Pittsburgh and Miami. Tua is supposedly gonna maybe play, but Pittsburgh's also very much struggling. They beat they somehow beat the uh, Buccaneers, but it's a weird team. They've already start had two starting quarterbacks, so <laughs>
1: Uh, let's go Steelers on that one.
0: Okay, that's what I'm going with as well.
1: Copycat. <laughs> yeah.
0: So like, sound like some of your kids used to call each other terrible names. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and then Monday Nighter is the Bears at the Patriots. Who do you like there? Uh, there's at Patriots. Um... In New England, if that helps you at all.
1: Uh, I'll just take the Bears, I guess. Okay, I'm going
0: to take the Patriots. So we see opposite on every game, except the, the we both think Pittsburgh's going to take Tua down. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's quickly go over our performers of the week, and we'll wrap the show here with that.
1: Uh, why don't you go first? I'll yeah. appreciate, appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just going to uh, – again, I didn't really get – like much of a chance to watch a lot of stuff this weekend, but uh performer of the week I'm taking is Connor McDavid, just like already off to a hot, hot start, two games in, uh, currently playing right now as we are recording this segment. Um but two games he's already got uh five points <laughs> in two completed games. Mm-hmm. So I mean he's already on pace. There's a whole thing leading up to the off season, too. Like, how many goals will Connor McDavid get this year? Can he break 50 and all these things? So, I mean, he's already on his way there because once uh, he have four goals, one assist in two games, so he's uh, already on pace to, I can't remember, I one Oiler's page I follow on Facebook shared, like, uh, who's on pace for, like, 160 goals <laughs> or something. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> he's um, such a slacker. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> maybe trade him in the off season. <laughs> um get some get some picks. Yeah, begin the rebuild. <laughs> Again. Uh and then uh honorable mentions uh, just for our, uh cricket fans out there. Uh Sri Lanka won their game today by uh seventy-nine runs. So uh hats off to uh Sri Lanka and uh hopefully they can keep that momentum rolling.
0: I hope we get a message from someone someday that says, you know, actually you follow cricket and I appreciate this because (laughs) every week you seem to have an update. Maybe one of
1: our European listeners can listen. Yeah.
0: We got some Sri Lankan listeners. Um, Yeah. My performer of the week is going to come from the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan set a franchise record for, I believe completed passes. He had, he went 42 for 58. I cannot imagine chucking a ball 60 times in an hour. Um, And uh, he threw 42 for 58, 389 yards, three touchdown passes, no picks um, in a winning effort. The Colts team is off to a weird start. They were playing Jacksonville, so we had to take that with a grain of salt. But like they also had their running back had 42 yards on the ground. So it's not like they didn't, it's not like they abandoned the running game at all. Matt Ryan actually had negative four rushing yards. So he actually brought that part (laughs) down. That was the only bad thing of his day. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to list him there and, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be hockey ones down the road here for me, but, uh, that'll be where we're at for performers of the week. Uh, yeah, I, I
1: totally forgot Matt Ryan even played for the Colts till, uh, what was it last week fives game? I was watch kind of watching it as we were recording cause it went into overtime, but like, I totally forgot that, uh, he had played there.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kinda kinda of been a tumultuous start, but it's uh it's whatever. Their record is uh three, two, and one. <laughs> it's like a countdown. So let's go. Yeah, let's go. Three, two, one, let's go. Uh but yeah. So that's our performer, that's our pick'em. And uh that'll wrap up episode seven already of the MJ Sports Pod and season one. We're enjoying the ride. We're hoping you're enjoying it as well. Um it's uh it's a treat to do this with you, Josh. It's always fun and we want to thank David for joining us on this episode. And uh yeah, you can reach us. We now have a Facebook page, MJ Sports Podcast. Stepping up in the world. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm elevating the pod here. Uh so we got actually on that Facebook page it always tells me, Would you like to boost your post for twenty five dollars? I'm like, No. <laughs> we already have put no money into this. Um <laughs>
1: Anybody oh, wants you to can sponsor this segment. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh you can you can sponsor anyone that wants to. Um but we will wrap the show and uh yeah, you can find us on that Facebook page. You can reach us at Twitter and Instagram at MJ Sports Pod, email mjsportspod at gmail.com. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, ACast.com. Uh, Amazon music you wherever you find your podcast be sure to hit it hit us up with a like and click the subscribe button and uh, we will see you next week on episode eight of the MJ sports
2: pod